Welcome to the Light on Being podcast. I am the host, Claire Zavko. The Light on Being podcast is dedicated to growth and transformation through conscious talks and conversation. It is time to remember our value, step into our wholeness, and live life fully. Join me monthly on every full moon for practical techniques, radical insight, and conversations with entrepreneurs, teachers, healers, and spiritual leaders. I'm excited. Let's get started. Welcome, everybody. Here we are on the VSAC full moon. Before we get into the content today, let's start with a mindful minute. So just take a moment to pause and settle wherever you are. Let the fidgets move through and cultivate some stillness. Allow your feet to connect with the earth beneath you. Feel all four corners of each foot in contact with the floor. Notice your legs beneath you, your seats, and what it feels like, the texture, the consistency. Let the spine be long. Notice if there's any chair back and what it feels like. Soften the shoulders, soften the face. Take a slow breath in. Slow breath out. Two more conscious breaths on your own. Let your presence really heighten right here. Then in this moment, nothing else matters. The more present you are, the more depth is available to you right here. Notice the sounds wherever you are, the sound of my voice. Notice the furthest away sound you can hear right now. Notice any scent, any smell in the room, the temperature, the presence of anyone else in your space, any pets. Even though your eyes may be closed, just notice whatever is in your peripheral. What can you see? Let yourself fully arrive in this moment. Notice any light. And when you're ready, gently open your eyes and come into the space. So here we are on the VSAC full moon. This is another beautiful supermoon here at the beginning of May. And this moon honors the cycle, the life cycle of Buddha. 
that Buddha, before Buddha realized his own Buddha nature, he was on a cycle. He was on a journey like all of us. And so the, the story goes that Gautama was his name before he realized his Buddha nature. And he had this intense desire, this intense longing within him to know, to know the, the fullness of life, to know truth. And so as part of his path, as part of his cycles, he did many spiritual practices. He was very dedicated. He was very devoted. Yet still something was missing. He wasn't experiencing the fullness of life. And so he took on a spiritual practice of fasting and walking. So for about four years, he was fasting and walking. And that was it. Fasting and walking. And in this practice, he was seeking. He was seeking something to... He was seeking to try to attain something that would show him the fullness of life. And in this process, he became very weak. He became emaciated, very, very thin, just skin and bones. And one day he was walking and he had to cross a river. This was just a short river that wasn't too deep, just a couple of feet deep. And so he's walking across the river and he gets about halfway across the river and he's so weak, he feels he, he cannot take another step. And he sees across the river is a Bodhi tree, but he does not have enough physical strength to take another step. He's so weak from this fasting, this walking for years. There's a branch there. He grabs onto the branch to hold himself. And as he's holding on to this branch, he has a moment where he says, what am I doing? Why am I continuing to go outside of myself and look for something outside of myself? And he says, you know, I just need to get to that tree and just stop. I need to stop all the doing. Stop all the doing, all the walking, all the searching, all the striving. And just in that slight realization, he gains enough strength to walk across the rest of the river. And he comes to the Bodhi tree. And as he's at the Bodhi tree, he sits down and he resolves that this is it. I am done walking. I'm done looking for something external to show me, to reveal to me my innate nature, the fullness of life. So I'm going to resolve that I'm going to sit here and I'm going to sit here to experience enlightenment or I'm just going to sit here until I die trying. So he, he takes this moment in space to be with himself under the Bodhi tree with nothing needed outside of himself. And in that moment, he experienced the death of Gautama, the birth of who we now know and call Buddha, 
and he experienced enlightenment, the truth, all in the same moment. That cycle that he was on of seeking and striving completely ended when he said, that's it. What I'm going to do is go within. I'm going to go within to find the fruits, the gifts of what's in, to find my infinite nature within. And in that moment, the cycle began, ended, and it was what he always deeply longed for. And Buddha itself means the awakened one. That all of us have a Buddha nature, an ability to awaken ourself. So that's what the nature of this full moon is about. Can we look at the cycles? Can we look at the cycles that we're on? Can we look at the cycles that are arriving, arising for us? And can we see all the cycles that have occurred to bring us to this moment? And I remember the first time that I had the opportunity to visit Machu Picchu, maybe four or five years ago. And we were at Machu Picchu. And we were with a, a group and we had a guide. And the guide was sharing us all the background and facts related to the magnificent, wondrous Machu Picchu. And I remember when we were, he took us to the rock quarry. So there's a certain part of Machu Picchu where there's huge, large rocks. And he was sharing how the, the bricks that make up Machu Picchu itself came from here. They came from this quarry, quarry where all the rocks are. They were carved, they were moved, they were transported to make what we now see the wondrous Machu Picchu. So while we were there, he was speaking about how Machu Picchu was created back in the 1400s. And he was sharing us how long this process took. And what came up for me in that moment was thinking, you know, wow, there were certain people that spent their whole entire life building Machu Picchu, yet in that physical life, they never got to experience Machu Picchu being done like I'm just standing here experiencing right now. You know, that I didn't physically build Machu Picchu, yet I'm standing right here getting to experience the beauty of it. And most of the people that actually built it didn't get to have this moment. So I'm kind of having this type of moment. And I, I posed a question to him and I said something like, man, how unfortunate that is that so many people gave their whole life and they literally were building this thing every single day and they never got to experience the fruit of that labor. And I'll never forget his response. And he looked at me and he said, Claire, time is not linear. Time is cyclical. They knew they would be back in another form to completely enjoy it. And I completely heard what he said, yet it really challenged my brain in that moment. And um, I really had to reflect on, huh? What? Wait, what? What? What are you saying here? And so I sat with that one for a while and started to explore it. 
And as I start to explore the cyclical time of nature, a lot started being revealed to me. You know, when we just really look back at cycles every single day, to us it appears the sun rises up, it peaks in the afternoon, and it falls. Every single day is a cycle. And we even have a calendar. We carve out weeks, we carve out months, we carve out years. All of these things, a cycle. And even if you look to the planets, the planets in our universe, in our galaxy, the planets circle. They circle in a circular, cyclical motion around the sun, all of them. There's not one planet that goes in a straight line with a beginning and an end. Even Earth itself, Earth moves in a cycle, a circle. Even Earth spins in a circle. It has a cycle of rotating. So it was really eye-opening as I started to see that my mind had previously only experienced time in just such a linear fashion. Beginning, ending. Beginning, ending. As opposed to, no, it's this never-ending cyclical nature. And to really see all the different cycles that surround us. You know, one of the most fascinating cycles that, that I, I just am in awe with all the time is when you look at plants. That if you have a rose, a seed of a rose, in the seed of the rose, if you cut the rose open, the seed, there's absolutely nothing inside. But now if I take that seed, that rose seed, and I plant it, and I nurture it, and I follow all the, the protocols that you need to do for a rose, Give it water, give it light, give everything that you need to do. Eventually that seed starts to move. That seed starts to rise up into roots. The seed starts to rise up into a stem. And then as the stem is starting to rise up, part of that nature, that intelligence in that cycle, now little thorns start to come out. Eventually leaves start to come out. And then at some point a bud starts to express itself, but the bud is tight. And then slowly, as the rose starts to strengthen itself, as the rose starts to grow, and when the rose feels steady, stable, completely secure, then the petals start to open. They start to reveal themselves. They start to expand, and we start to see it's not just a bud, there's hundreds of petals inside this rose that came from this seed that has absolutely nothing on the inside. And eventually this rose fully opens, fully blooms, and there's a fragrance in it. Now this rose is emitting something unseen that's incredibly beautiful and we may smell it, we may enjoy it. The rose is in its peak. It, the rose is in its fullness. And the rose also in that bud, that rose chose a color. There was a color coming through that rose, whether it was red, whether it was pink, whether it was yellow. And then eventually the petals fall. The leaves fall. Eventually the, the stem, 
the rose bush dissolves, which appears in time as an ending. Yet in that, that rose, letting go of its leaf, letting go of its petals, is the same part where the seeds now are going to be coming from to create the next rose bush, showing the cyclical nature of plants. Everything in nature is in a cycle. And so can we start to open up and see, see all the cycles around us, all the cycles that brought us to exactly where we are. That the purpose with each of these cycles is to shift us to a, another cycle, another spiral that opens to a larger and larger cycle. That we're not here to repeat the same cycle every single day. When we do that, it's going to have that groundhog's feeling. Oh, I got to get up again, nine to five. Oh, I got to get up again, nine to five. So we're here to notice the cycle we're on, let go of a cycle when it's time. And in that letting go of the cycle, in the rose letting go of the petal, in the rose letting go of the leaf, that is exactly what's propelling space for the next cycle to emerge. You know, and here we are, likely quarantined still at home. This has been going on now in, in the United States for about eight weeks. And what's beautiful in this time, even though it can be very challenging, a lot can be arising, of course. But what's beautiful in this time is we can see contrast. We can easily see contrast because right now the, the pace by kind of staying more close to our homes is going to be generally slower than if we're moving all over the world. And, you know, that's precisely what I've experienced during this time that when I've been, um, quote unquote, forced to stay home more than usual, it was very quickly where I started to see, wow, how often historically in the past I wasn't home and how much I was doing and how much I was moving but I couldn't even see that when I was doing. Just like Buddha. Buddha couldn't see how he was missing the boat when he would just kept walking. He couldn't see that. He couldn't see and experience the fullness of life and infinity until he stopped all the movement. Which is what we're getting this collective opportunity right now. Can we stop all the mindless doing? Can we stop all the avoiding? And in this time, in this quarantine, in this still nature, can we look at the cycle we're on now and knowing too that this is a cycle, that we're not going to be in this quarantine forever. This is a cycle we're on. So in this moment, I invite you to get out a paper and pen if you have one nearby. Or simply reflect in your mind. And I'll just ask a couple questions here. So right now, what cycle 
are you in? What is ending right now? What is completing right now in your life? And then what is starting? What is beginning right now? the beauty of cycles is there's no good or bad part of the cycle but all parts of the cycle are necessary and all parts of the cycle are necessary in the current cycle so that one can move and expand to the next spiral the next cycle so we bring awareness to where we at what's ending what's starting and nothing wrong with what's ending or starting, but seeing the cyclical nature of what one's experience is right now. And then the second question, right now in whatever cycle you're in, what are you resisting? In the cycle you're at right now, what are you resisting? And why? There's nothing to fear in cycles. Because that infinite nature that flows through the rose, blooms through the rose, shifts forms. It comes back in a new rose. That infinite nature that flow through Buddha, 2,500 years later, we're still learning from the teachings of Buddha. Whether we are Buddhist or not, doesn't matter. Buddha has shared profound teachings. The teachings are still teaching us 2,005 years later. So that infinite nature that was flowing through Buddha, that was awakening Buddha, is now a tool awakening us right now. That infinity is still here. It's just changed forms. Nothing is ever lost. It only changes forms. Those souls that built Machu Picchu with their bare hands, they're here in some other form, enjoying the beauty of Machu Picchu itself. Everything in a cycle is included in the cycle itself. However, it just may not be revealed yet. You know, another example of this is the moon. So here we are in a full moon, and if you look up in the sky tonight, you're going to see very bright supermoon close to the earth, very bright supermoon. She'll be shining, she'll be radiant. But at the same time, we know 14 days from now when it's the new moon, and we look into the sky and we, we don't see it at all, it doesn't mean the moon isn't there. The moon is always there. The moon is there in every aspect of the cycle. Just when we can't see it, it just means it hasn't been revealed to us yet or it's not revealing itself in the current moment. So as we look at cycles, we, we can open to that cycles are life itself. Everything is here. We may not be seeing everything here right now. 
that doesn't mean it's not there. So when we explore the cycles of life, can we start to see more? Can we start to shift and expand our awareness? And as we start to do that, our cycle expands. That's when we start having access to new cycles, new perspectives, more abundance, more joy, more fullness. But it takes our active participation to expand. And on a cycle, when we have these endings, or sometimes we use the English word, a death, there was a death, maybe a physical death, a death of a body, or maybe though there's a death of a job, or maybe there was a death of one's freedom. Maybe there's a death of one's independence. So we, we want to look at what really is death. This thing we're calling death, what is this? What death is, is death is the completion of a form that we're familiar with. But that thing we're saying died didn't go anywhere. It's now expressing itself in a new way. So even if I say, well, my independence is dying because now I'm getting married. My independence didn't go anywhere. It's just now going to have a new expression if I'm going to get married. So these aspects never leave. They shift in time. They shift as part of a cycle. So remember as we explore cycles that any resistance to any part of a cycle is resistance to life itself. Any resistance to any part of a cycle is resistance to life itself. So the invitation on this full moon is to see the beautiful cycles of life and drop resistance. Drop resistance to allow the beautiful cycle flowing through you, flowing through those around you to reveal itself. And the deeper you look, the more you will see. Enjoy the cycle of life and all of its aspects. It's all here for our enjoyment. Thank you for listening to the Light on Being podcast. Like all things in time, this is an evolving living thing as we discover our wholeness and light together. I'm excited that you're along for the journey and I would love to connect with you. You can reach out to me on Instagram at lightonbeing. Send me a message with any comments or questions, and they may be addressed on an upcoming episode. If you enjoyed today's podcast, the highest compliment that one can give is to share the episode with a friend or leave a review. Make sure to look up at the full moon and see her bright, radiant light. She is fully being.